Welcome to Nacho Fitness Coach. This is Nacho Ordinary Fitness Podcast. I'm Sarah, and I'm Nacho Typical Fitness Expert. And I'm Kaylee, and I'm Nacho Average Fitness Beginner. We're here to spice up your fitness journey with some humor, a little knowledge, and a couple glasses of wine. We're here to prove that getting fit doesn't have to suck. So whether you're a seasoned athlete or a couch potato, we've got some tips, tricks, and unconventional advice for you. Let's redefine fitness together and learn to balance fitness and fun. So Kaylee, Sarah, we ended up with um, kittens oh, at our house. Yeah, that's what I heard. And it's a brother and a sister <laughs> and they're super sweet and all the things. Okay. And they're living out in the, in the gym <laughs> in our detached, not in your house, not in our house, not my house. Listen, I grew up with farm kitties and so they, they always just disappeared yeah. right on the farm. Yeah. That's we the, have farm cats. I know that's the way that it rolls. Know the story. And so growing up, I was always a cat person. And as the, the second I got my own place in college, that was mine. I was like, I'm getting a cat. Yeah. So anyways, I <laughs> <laughs> twisted teeth, man. <laughs> so I ended up adopting one that was an older cat and she always kind of like struggled, but there was a, a teammate of mine on the track team in college that her aunt had farm kitties and they were trying to find homes. Yeah. So I took one of the kittens in college. Then when I moved and it was separated from my roommate's cat, I was like, oh, I need a friend. So yeah. I got another kitten like a year later. <laughs> Those two cats then, because they were indoor cats, yeah. lived till 15 and 17 years old, which is a significant amount of yeah. time. When you grow up with farm cats that last usually just, I don't know, a, a few days well, till a couple years, yeah. it's... I wasn't fully expecting that, you know? Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, I know what kind of commitment an indoor cat huh. is. So I was like, nope, nope, nope. Cats <laughs> have been wanting animals. Like, or the kids have been wanting animals. I'm like, we can't do it. Yeah. So anyways, long story with the whole kitten situation, we've ended up with them, but they live out in our detached addition. So every night I try to go out there and at least see them. The cats see them. I try to go tell them good night, whatever. So they don't yeah. feel completely like, you know, distanced from yeah. the family. So I started watching a show on Netflix when I go out to spend my like 30 minutes with the kittens before I go to bed. Yeah. And it is called the blue zones on Netflix. Okay. Have you heard or seen anything about blue zones? Have not. So it's probably six years or so ago. There was a friend of mine here in town and she had read the book. She's like, have you ever heard of the blue zones? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I don't read books. Right. So you're going to have to give me the close notes version yeah. on what this is all about. And so there was this gentleman who wrote the book that he went and he studied these. I think there's seven. I've only gotten through the first couple episodes of the Netflix show. Mm -hmm. These communities where they have the highest percentage of sanitarians which are people that live to be over 100. Oh. And so he was like, what is special right. about these regions that people are able in a higher percentage than the masses yeah. live to be over 100? And so he started studying them and he's, then he was, this was like his purpose for world travel was he would like to world travel. He liked to ride his bike. He likes to do all these things. So Anyways, he had written this book. And so my friend of mine here was like, how can we recreate some of these characteristics of these healthy communities? Yeah. And so it was really fascinating to me, even when she was talking about it, bringing it up, because 
you know, like general activity, you know, how can we be a better biking community, for example, or a better walking community? Mm-hmm. Our town's not very big. We definitely have the opportunities to be able to do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. more for sure. It was like access to food. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a wide variety of things. Yeah. Now, what he started to find was really interesting in, in these seven different regions. They were in all different countries, yeah. all different parts of the world. But the characteristics of each one were actually slightly different, mm-hmm. though, too. So anyways, it's kind of really interesting. Do you have Netflix? Yeah. Do you watch Netflix sometimes? Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Add it, add it to the list. The Blue Zones? Blue Zones. So and in that first episode, he goes through and shares why he calls them the Blue Zones. Mm-hmm. It was something about like he started marking with a dot or something on like blue ink or something oh, okay. got marked. And as he started marking stuff more, there was like clumps of the ink. And so that's... I. Something like that. So anyways, he started going through. And so each episode on Netflix is actually highlighting one of the different areas and kind of, it's like a documentary almost about how the people he met, who he collected, why his research, but it, it goes to show how much lifestyle Mm -hmm. impacts the longevity of your life, the quality of your life. Well, that's just it is because I just Googled it and it says live People live extraordinarily long and vibrant lives because there's a difference between living to 100 with a not great quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. But these people are. Yep. Well, the first, the first episode of the Netflix documentary, and I don't know how closely then it aligns to the book. Well, Mm -hmm. because again, you don't read. I don't read. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I guess somebody could share with us how if they watch them both and read, they could enlighten us. But yeah. Um, you know, the first one was Japan that they did in episode one. And he just, you know, even down to the thing that he noticed about their houses, for example, was that they have no furniture. They sit on the floor. Oh my gosh. But that is also one way, like the number one reason why people start aging and failing with mobility is leg mm-hmm. strength. Mm-hmm. Well, because we all sit on chairs that we're not really actually like using our muscles to like fully right. stand up. So it was, they sit on the floor for everything. So then they are constantly having to actually physically get themselves up off the floor. Yeah. Multiple times a day. And I think that that gets underestimated in our culture of just that general mobility and strength that it takes to live. Right. And then it's not necessarily strength that you have to go get in a gym. It's stuff that you can just, just do through your lifestyle. So like for me yeah. at home, like I'm always sitting on the floor with right. the kids because I like to be down at their level. I'm on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like so and it's just, fine that you don't go to the gym. It's fine that I go to the gym. <laughs> See? Because <laughs> I got four kids and I work out at home all day, every day. I mean, my nine-year-old still asked me to pick her up. And I was like, yes, I got you because I can double this as yeah. strength training up this Absolutely. You're not wrong at you all. You know, and so it's just, it is kind of crazy because it just, it was so many things that were just general lifestyle related. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we get bombarded with pressures to feel like we have to go to the gym to be healthy. Right. And this. Yeah. It has to be like its own separate thing from like our daily life. Right. And it doesn't right. And it's like, be. and if you're not, if you're not doing this, then you just can't be healthy. Right. And I was like, actually that was not even one of the things on the radar yeah. at all. Right. I mean, some of it was like one specific root vegetable that they has a lot of nutrients. So it was like heavily nutrient, you know, the sweet potato food related. It was a variation of that. It was like a purple potato or something, oh, okay. I think, but it was a root vegetable 
it was, um, you know, just the activity. He noticed that nobody was sitting on furniture they were mm-hmm. always getting up from the floor. It was social circles. And so that's another thing. Like we kind of talked about social media some in season two, right? Like the dysmorphia that will come around social media. That was another one that he was just saying like in-person social yeah. interactions and how they had such great groups of friends and they were with people like mm-hmm. social media and our technology is making us very like mm-hmm. in like solitude. Yeah. We're not getting together in groups and stuff right. as much as we should and how much that actually feeds your soul. Right. Well, and I think that the, we, we talk a lot about the, the healthy habits, which are great. But I think if you even zoom out a little bit further from that, not zoom in, zoom out. Right. And it's, you know, your general lifestyle. It yeah. is your general social life. It is your general spirituality. It is, you know, it's all of those things I think are the cornerstones of what we're talking about here. Yeah. The living longer. Yeah, for sure. And we're it is all just running ourselves ragged and we're not we're paying getting... attention to who we're surrounding ourselves with, right. you know, how we're spending our spiritual energy, how, you know, all that stuff. We're getting way too fixated on like the one thing that we think is going to move the meter and make the difference. And you're like, you're still missing the bigger picture, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, I mean, I'm surprised that our like electric bunch bike hasn't caught on by more people here. We take that thing everywhere. Everyone's still fascinated by it. And I'm like, it's fun for the kids. Like, why are you not riding our bike? Our town is one square mile. Yep. Everyone should be riding their bikes everywhere. Like what kills me is how many people, like even our high schoolers, like they're driving their car. Like now that you don't have to live a mile from school, like back in our day, you had to be a mile, mile Mm -hmm. and halfway from school before you get your school permit. Now, because the size of our community, once you turn 14, you can get a school permit. I see kids that are only a few blocks away from driving, freaking driving. (laughs) I'm like, what are you doing? You're driving not even a few blocks away, like yeah. a block away from the parking lot. Yeah. Like driving. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, mm. you guys, this is craziness. This attributes, like, and these are just like life activities. For yeah. me, even hopping in the car to drive here was kind of a stretch, but I just knew I would get here faster. And it was raining. Yeah. But when we went to eat earlier, our dishwasher has been broken. Yeah. So I'm like anti wanting to deal with dishes yeah. right now. So we've been eating out some. And so, but I even rode the bike. You did? Yes. And then hopped in the car to yeah. get here or whatever. But, but yeah, we take that thing everywhere and I cannot believe it. Why people, it's so cool. Yeah. I live out in the country. So that's a it different, be hard that's for a you. whole different that's thing. That's true. But three miles in town, in town. Yeah. In town, it's wild. Now I will have people in the Facebook group that live in bigger cities that are definitely built for like cyclists. Yeah. They will commute five miles and it's like no big deal on the bike, but it's yeah. also built for that kind of transportation. Right. We're not that far, but yeah, I mean, w- our bike rack should be full. Yeah, I agree. We have a group of people that are doing a community garden, which is great. Our eighth graders, their class project is the community gardens. So yeah. We're trying to get more access to like mm-hmm. local food sources you know, to make sure that we've got plenty of that, yeah. um, which also plays into it makes a huge difference. But yeah, I don't know. It's just really kind of interesting. And I've always said, I don't want to live to be a hundred because nobody that I've lived to see that old had a very great quality of life. In At the, the end, end you yeah. know, it just yeah. kind of 
looks miserable. But these folks do. Like, They're it's fine. wild. They're when you're watching all the he's interviewing and, like, how Well, they- and you always hear, it's always these people who, like, what, they hit 100, 101. They're like, what's your secret? And they're all, it's always some dumb shit. Like, I eat ice cream every day. Well, I was going to say, there was some one lady I saw lately. It was, she was like, I have a Dr. Pepper every day. Yeah. Or whatever it was. And I was like... That's it? Really? Like, I don't know. It might just be the luck of the draw then for you. I don't really know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's lots, lots to be said about mm-hmm. it. So I don't know. But I don't know. We will we'll continue this conversation yeah. then after a brief break. For more content, follow us on TikTok at Nacho Fitness Coach. Okay, so we're back. Here we go. We are back. And um, so, yeah, do what is, okay, what else does it say about the Blue Zones in your little okay. article that you pulled up? Um, I mean, because I'm just a few episodes into the to the online documentary part Yeah, of it, no, so. I was just looking at the Japan one. Yeah, it's like Okasaka um, or something. Did I say that right? Does it look like Okinawa. It? Okinawa. That's what it was. the oldest residents still share a serene way of life motivated by a sense of purpose or a kigai? Oh, yeah. He, they had some sort of like... They had a word for kind of their spirituality, like their their well being, their beliefs yeah. that they had. That was yeah, okay. So, and so then there's episode two, which the mountain Italy, right? No, a s- oh wait, reading is hard at midnight. Reading's hard for me all the time. See, this I is know. why. I don't listen, know. this is why I don't read books. Is because growing up. And you have to take all those standardized tests. I love reading. My reading comprehension score like tanked the rest of my scores. And I don't know if it's just because I don't like to take the time to read stuff I don't care about. Because those were always like stupid stories that they're like making you read to answer some questions about. But like I don't, I feel like a dummy when I read. Well, at least you're pretty. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, then there's that. We can't all be everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> you like reading. I uh, take pictures. I was not an attractive <laughs> child. So <laughs> I, had, I had to do something. <laughs> That's why they made you smart, too. <laughs> All right, from the mountain villages of Sardinia, which maybe that's in Italy, I to feel a like sunny suburb in California, Dan Bittner explores what contributes to the long lifespans of people in these communities. So I think season or episode two must have been not just in one place. I think I did both of them. Yeah, and I think as he was going, he was expecting to find more similarities. I think yeah. between the different communities, and what he started to dig up was they weren't that connected but then there was you know some like dotted lines we're like okay this do you think we're gonna hit a point here where we're able to just keep people alive for like 120 years like that's gonna be the new lifespan i don't think so because it's getting shorter alan thinks so it's not getting shorter you don't think so people are definitely getting unhealthier yeah but and it's just like i don't know that some of them should be living that long because they're kind of abusing their it's kind of i'm kind of like what's the point why are we trying why are we all trying to live so long like we're here i know i don't know i feel like i'm kind of nihilistic when it comes to stuff but i'm like get here do your time and then leave your mark it's time to move on your time's over i know if i have one wish it would be for sure that my kids outlive me oh yeah oh that's for sure one wish (laughs) 
for sure. Where I'm like, out of anything, I love the natural oh, yeah. progression of like, you know, generational yeah. turning over. Yeah. Like I always makes my yeah. I would rather my kids got, bury me than yeah, for uh, sure. Vice versa. <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure. So. But yeah, I think it's really interesting. It's an interesting study that he did and concept and, but you're right. It's just how much your lifestyle plays into Mm -hmm. what quality of your life is as you get older. And like, there are two things for me that make me more interested in making sure I stay strong, Mm -hmm. whether that's physically in the gym, whether that's just through lifestyle with like how busy I am with the kids and like making sure that I'm you know, when I squat at home to pick up something, yeah. I do proper form right. when I squat to pick up like a heavy box or whatever, yeah. like actually not being lazy with just bending over and using my back, like actually doing yeah. a squat. There's two things. One, because I don't want to tell my kids that they're too heavy for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure at some point they'll either stop asking or they might get to, but doing yeah. pretty good so far. And the second thing is like, it mortifies me to get to an age where I can't go to the bathroom by myself. Yeah. Because I have to have somebody physically help me stand back up off the toilet. Mm -hmm. Because that is a real thing. Yep. And if there is no other motivator for me. I think if you get to that. I'm kind of like, if you get to that point. What's the point? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I hate that. I'm not there. So I feel like maybe I can't speak on this, but that'd be a tough one. That's a hard one for me. But, but see, that's the thing though. I know that there are things I can be doing now to avoid that. And absolutely. I yep. know that there are things and it's never too late to start. Mm-hmm. You can be 70 years old and choose now to start getting into the gym and changing your, your food habits. Mm-hmm. And you can do all these things. It is never too late right. to learn how to get stronger. Yep. How to improve the quality of nutrition, sleep better. I mean, all of the things. Yep. Well, and I had heard a while back that I don't know who said this, but the things that you do in your thirties and forties will have a very direct impact on the way that you feel and your health in your sixties and seventies. I could totally believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And I would see that's kind of my motivation now is like, I was really out of track to like not be in good shape in, you know, in your thirties and forties, it's one thing and you can kind of like slide through that and be fine. But I'm like, I'm not going to be fine when I'm 60. I'm not going to be fine when I'm 70 and my kids are going to be, you know, sacked with the burden of taking care of me. Right. Cause it will catch up. It catches up with you. It will. Yep. 100%. And it just, um, for me, that just is not worth it. I want to have a full, healthy life. That's very capable yeah. all of the time yep. and I'm active and I can do the things that I want to do. I mean, I just, I feel like when you stop losing the ability to do things that you love doing, that's when life just starts getting really mm-hmm. like rough. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but you have complete control over that and you can reverse it at any point in time. You can. And you should. I found a little bit here about what these blue zone people eat. Ooh. Okay. Um, the best of the best longevity foods in the Blue Zones diet are leafy greens, spinach, kale, beets. Yep. These all sound awful. What? Turnip tops, chard, and collards. Yum. Chard? What is chard? Chard. It's like a leafy. Do Blue Zones eat eggs? They do. On average, of two to four times per week. Yum. And they cut down on their consumption of cow's milk and dairy products, such as cheese, cream, and butter. That's interesting. Do they eat oatmeal? Oh, the bulletproof diet. Do they eat oatmeal? Crazy. Yes. 
Yes, they do. Often mm. eat a hearty breakfast of oatmeal. Oh, so good. It's the best. I don't know. This is where I'm going to be lacking. This is why I'm not going to make it to 100. Do they drink alcohol? Probably not. Frequently consumed, but always in moderation. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love the oatmeal thing. I can't. It's so good for you. It's wild to me how people like it is such an easy go to <sighs> breakfast. That's another thing I hear lately is just moms that are like, I'm too busy for breakfast. Well, I'm not too busy. I've just never been a breakfast eater. My stomach's not ready. I am to the point where I am drinking a protein shake. Right. Which is 50 good. grams of sugar. Or yeah. 50 grams. Hey, <laughs> that's a carb. It's late. It's fine. <laughs> um, 50 grams of protein, which is a pretty high protein for yeah that's huge for the for a protein powder yeah i um Um, i've still been doing the oats overnight yeah good for you love that for you just drink it no No. okay um (laughs) jeremy's been eating oatmeal that's her good for for him yeah do centen sanitarians i think not set sent Centenarians. Oh, centenarians. Okay, that's how. Because it is. when you first said the word, I was thinking like people who like sit all the time. Certain Sen- people that have the half like horse. Sedan- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. What's that? Centenarians. <laughs> oh, centenarians. Like set. You said sedan. Yeah, you like, said sedentarians. and I was like people who just sit on their couch yeah. all day. Not not the half horse. Centenarians. Centenarians. Okay, there we go. Well, because okay. it's century. Yeah. centenarians okay do they I, eat pasta i don't know what do you think probably not because it's a processed carbohydrate or do mm, they we live in america so That's yeah sure <laughs> um they do eat pasta frequently okay uh look for pasta made with just a few high quality ingredients yeah and free yeah made with quinoa and brown rice yeah so they're definitely healthier their, their pastas, pastas out there not, than no. their pasta is not like the the no and i've heard GMO that like f- flour Pe- yeah i've heard like people who are gluten intolerant here in the united states are not gluten intolerant in like italy well yeah because their gluten's not the same they got higher quality right real gluten stuff right i'm just ours google all, just keeps giving me this plethora of, ours is all genetically modified garbage yeah yeah absolutely <sighs> all right so my kids eat don't eat pasta so- do i have the only children in the world that are like oh i don't like mac and cheese yeah now the Two youngest ones have started to at least like be like, oh, I'll, I'll do spaghetti. But the older ones like and they will not. We should like you remember that show Wife Swap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We so should do that. That would be like, what is going on? That'd be wild. Like, that would be wild. That would be it's like a week. I live at your house. You live at my house. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'd have to get up at 5 a.m. I know. Well, actually, that wouldn't be so bad. You could I go to bed at night. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Let's oh not God. add that to the list of things. Oh, we are not committing to doing that. It's a oh fun exercise God. to think about. Oh, my God. Your kids would not know. What, my kids would not know what to do with you. My kids would be like, that's what we're eating for supper. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. I remember one time I was, I kept a, f- a friend of mine lives in Wisconsin and her parents live here. So her daughter was here with the grandparents and she's the same age as my daughter. And they were probably like five at the time. And so I went and picked up the little girl to come out and play with my daughter for the day. And it was summer. We were just out playing outside, having a great time. And I got the kids popsicles, 
because they were playing outside and that's what you do. And this little girl was like, you guys eat popsicles before lunch? (laughs) (laughs) The judgment was thick. (laughs) My kids would be like, she was appalled and disgusted. Is she for real? Like, can we really do this now? Like my kids would be rejoicing, but they would totally also be like, Sure. That's not that. I mean, my kids were like, <laughs> yeah, we, can eat we had six for breakfast. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Me and my friends, I could, I texted her. I'm like, you would not believe what your sassy daughter just, and I mean, she was disgusted. <laughs> I feel like that's how things would go at your house. Probably. Like, here's your muffins. Children. Actually, they'd probably be like, this is awesome. They probably would think it was cool, but they'd also be side eyeing me. Yeah, like, they would. They'd be like, okay, that was fun the first day, but like, yeah. every, this is an yeah. everyday thing. <laughs> no, we're not really sure. <laughs> then oh, my kids get excited if they get like bread with peanut butter oh. versus the oatmeal situation because they're like, score. And I was like, yes, it's great for like a day, but we're going back. Yeah, we're different like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. I know. Your nice. kids are going to live to be 100. And- Maybe. I don't know. Because then people get all angry on social media about it having protein powder in it. So then they're like, <laughs> I'm team <laughs> muffin mom. Pro- processed protein. You're highly so. processed protein powder. It was a, it's about a banana. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not the and muffin. the muffin. Are you sure it was still the muffin? Yeah, banana? because the clip. Like we're, still- we're talking about a clip that we posted on social media and where I said, I'll give my kids a muffin and a banana. And Sarah said the protein shakes. Yeah. I don't know. The oat, yeah. The protein powder in my yeah, oatmeal. Somebody to, like, was like, it. somebody was like, I, I feel like there was still a hashtag about the muffin situation I though. I don't know. You got judged. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the social media like platforms just an amazing oh, so place fun. for support it's and happiness. And people so are so fun. friendly. There was the one guy who watched our clip and he was like, <laughs> I feel like a bored husband sitting at the table and I'm not even married. And I was like, we, I wonder why. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! All, All right. right, so there we go. Blue zones. That's cool. Thanks for bringing that up. Definitely check it out because I think it's yeah. worth kind of. A, I love a, a good look. documentary. I don't even care what it's on, so I'll definitely put this. It's on very the list. fascinating. I think it's worth a look, and I think it's a really good um, perspective on just getting out of this like rat race of thinking that like only one thing is going to be the magic bullet, yep. or like that you have to make time for like the gym. When I'm mm-hmm. like, that's really actually not. Yeah, it's a piece of the puzzle, but yep. you could also be in a thousand piece puzzle that yeah. you're working on, and it's just still one piece. So sure, there we go. Blue zones. Check it out. All right. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to head over to our Instagram at Nacho Fitness Coach and let us know how you feel about the topic. Do you love it or hate it? Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening. And if you like our podcast, leave us a rating. See you next time. You've been listening to Euphony Innovative's Sonified.